This is Marvel 616 Politics, episode 25, with Andy Kirby and Jared Mayo. Right. What did you hear? Did you hear Jared Mayo's voice not on the phone? What occasion could it be? Episode 25, my friends. The Big 2-5. I'm under Andy's desk. (laughs) Is that a crack at me because I was underneath my desk one time when we were recording? Possibly. (laughs) Well... I was trying to get the best sound. I like this. We're using Skype now. We finally got it figured out. We got a Skype recorder. I don't have to shout. I don't have to be coughing the entire time. Hopefully that, that'll hold out here. It's good. It's feel- awesome. It's great. I got, Like I said, I got to get used to you, your voice in my head, like so deep and lustrous, like a, like a flowing head of hair. Yeah, it's pretty sexy. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I know n- it. Not as sexy as... Tina's hair, but I meant my voice. Oh, but right. I guess my hair's pretty sexy too. <laughs> so how you been, man? It's been a long time. I think the last time we recorded was before Thanksgiving. I know. Can you believe that? It's been a while. It has. Fans want another podcast. We we gotta meet their demand. And I don't mind. I don't mind. Today I gotta say it was a long day. It's still a long day. I woke up at Five this morning to pick up some of the junior high youth group guys for 545 to meet with small group. And whew, then I went to class all day, learning how to use Flash. And I got to say, it was uh, it was no picnic. So are you are you fully skilled in the use of Flash? Oh, obviously. Yeah, I could set up. No, 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 no. I, I learned the basics, bro. It is pretty amazing, though. I didn't know you could do all this stuff. I just thought it was like this magic thing that when you go to websites, it's like magic, you know, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> so, so is it a one day class or multiple days? This is a training class. So it's, it's two days. It's flash two. I already went through flash one. And then now I talked to you a little bit on the phone last night and you're having some plumbing problems as well. Oh, yeah. Well, here in Louisiana, and apparently it's different up where you are, you know, when it dips below freezing, I mean, it was like 28, 25 last night for an extended period of time. When it dips below freezing, I got to worry about my pipes busting or freezing or something. And I was talking to Jackie and I was like, you know, what did you do? You're from Michigan. That's up there. I was like, did you have to wrap your pipes? And she started laughing at me. She was like, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what? well, what did you do? I mean, did you just not have hot showers? Did you, I mean, did your pipes freeze? Did you run out of water? She was like, no, our pipes are built differently, better, <laughs> better, if you will. And we don't have to worry about that, which I can't even fathom. I don't know how that works. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, quality. <laughs> it's cool. <quality. laughs> what, what is physically different that you don't have to worry about this? We use uh, adamantium and vibranium. In our pipes. Well, then you're out of luck because I last I heard, all the vibranium was gone. Yeah, but we might talk talk on this later that uh, they're trying to make a new version of vibranium. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> All right. Well, like we said, this is Marvel 616 Politics. Thank you for joining us for episode 25. And we know that everybody has went back and downloaded all the episodes on our iTunes account and looked at our Facebook and looked at our website proper. And we we appreciate it. I mean, we see the thousands upon thousands of hits that we get nearly every day. And I just want to extend my thanks. 25 episodes of of pure greatness. Now, you may think, hey, they're going to do a musical episode or a recap episode of the last 25. Absolutely not. We would not sell out or stoop to that low. So we've brought you two, two special things. Number one, you've heard Jared Mayo's sexy voice. First and foremost, without that phone, that that connection, that AT&T, without that. And number two, we now have a sponsor. How cool is that? All right. I've plugged these guys before, and I have to say that having them as an official sponsor is fantastic. This episode tonight is brought to you by DCBService.com, Discount Comic Book Service. And I have to say, they are fantastic. I've been using them for six, seven months now, and I have not bought any more pristine comics than what they send to me. They're packaged like they're like sending packages to Fort Knox, okay? They're like in tightly packed cardboard with saran wrap around them and like some sort of gooey substance that I figure is really Spider-Man's webbing. That's He's probably shooting it right there going, okay, send that package. So uh, anyway, it's fantastic. You get like 40, up to 40% off all your all your titles. So do I pay $3.99 for a comic? Absolutely not. The most I pay is $2.37 for a comic book. And I, I probably get 30 books a month through them, and then the rest through my local comic book shop, which a new one just opened. Uh, and you would love it, man. The, law, the walls are lined with action figures. There's no back issues. It's all current stuff and action figures. Whoa. But we can't mention their name because they're not our sponsor. That's true. That's true. I'm sorry. But it does sound cool. Yeah, it does. I would come to Louisiana, but I'm afraid the pipes would freeze. Right, obviously. And then you wouldn't get a hot shower. And how, how would you look or feel then? Well, I'm thinking that's probably why they don't have back issues is because action figures can get wet and they're okay, but back issues cannot. <laughs> you know? Yeah, obviously, that's the reason why, because the plumbing goes all through the ceiling and everything. Well, hey, tell me a little bit about DCB Service. Do they have back issues? Um, That, sir, is a good question. They don't necessarily sell back issues. What they do is, because you order two months in advance, they can get you the best price because they have specific numbers that they order from Marvel or DC or Image or anywhere. What they do have is a sister site called InStockTrade.com, and I've bought several things from them without even knowing that they were related over the past few years. Um, You can get... They run they run specials all the time. They run them on eBay, but you can buy them directly through the, the website. Um, and you can get the best prices anywhere that I've seen. So um, also, they have great customer service. So if you call up and say, hey, look, Zach, and that's who we're dealing with. Uh, Zach, look, I, I forgot to put this one in there, and I really need it for the podcast. Can you throw me something? He'll ship it to you. He'll put it in your next order. They'll say, yeah, sure, no problem. And the cool thing about this is you can actually call them up and say, hey, I want to add to so-and-so's order. 
and you can throw something in there. So like, it's like it's like six bucks shipping flat for the entire month, no matter how many books you get. Uh, you can get it. You can uh, have them delivered twice a month, and it's a, a few extra dollars for shipping. But it comes UPS, and like I said, I have never seen as many pristine books. Uh, even buying them off the shelves at the LCS, I mean, the spine is cracked and everything already. It's bent, and these are beautiful. I haven't had a I haven't had a problem yet. One time I called him, I was like, "Hey, where's my book? I added it. I know I added it late, but I thought you guys were good about that." And the guy wrote me back and he was like, "Hey, uh, yeah, we'd love to accommodate you. Unfortunately, that title was late on Marvel's part, so we couldn't put it in there." And I felt like a total idiot, but like they added everything. I, I was a half a month late on my order, and they still managed to get everything that came out. Awesome. Well, we're excited to have them on board. Thanks, DCB Service. And then uh, our other contact information, sir, uh, marvel616politics.com. On Twitter, it's at 616politics. Give us a shout-out. We'd love to hear from you. Email us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, marvel616politics at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. You know it. Hit us up on Facebook, too. The, uh, The hits on Facebook have, like, quadrupled. Uh, we just, we're having a great time on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. Join in and, uh, pictures, articles, discussions. Um, we have a good time there. And, uh, you can also give us a call. Leave us a voicemail, comments, questions, concerns, uh, at 616-755-TINA. That's right. T-I-N-A. Tina, the queen of rock and roll. You know it. Don't forget it. Oh, no, I haven't. I haven't. I, like I told you, I, I think I told you last night, I'll tell our listeners, my boss came into into the, my office and he was like, hey, man, uh, a couple days ago, I was having a, a conversation with two of my other employees and we started talking about Tina Turner. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, Andy's a big fan, but his friend Jared, who he does a podcast with, he's a lifer. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, you know, it, he is. He was on Oprah. Twice. You were on Oprah twice? Yeah. What? I didn't know this. I learned so were like this. Yeah, I went to Chicago to see her, and then I went to Vegas when uh, her and Sharon Oprah took over Vegas. They took over? Well, because they did their show there, so they were like, you know, the diva's taking over. Oh, I see, I see. Well, which one was better, and why? Well, I mean, the uh, the one in Chicago was really cool because Tina had retired, and everybody thought she was done. And so that was in 2005. So she had been gone for five years, and she came back with a uh, a greatest hits album. And so that was really cool because everybody was like, "Oh, she's gone, she's gone." And uh, it was just cool to like see how what the Oprah show is really like as compared to what it looks like on TV. You know, it looks so big, but really it's a really small studio. So that was <laughs> really cool. But then going to Vegas, I mean, my goodness, you're like in this huge amphitheater and shares there, and all Tina's dancers and her band and and uh you know that's when she announced that she was going on tour and you're just like you know like flipping out (laughs) i mean that was it was really like it was cool too because you get to see so many things that um aren't broadcast on tv like the edited the things that they cut out and stuff like the fights that oprah has with with the with the all the guests (laughs) well oprah is a little bit of a diva i'll just say that (laughs) but uh but just that first Cher comes on and Oprah's interview and Cher, 
and just nonchalantly shares like, yeah, you know, since Tina's going back on tour, and we're all just like, whoa, what? You know, we're just like, what are you, whoa? <laughs> and just like all freaking out because Tina hasn't even come on stage yet. And then Oprah's talking to Cher. Oh, no, Oprah's talking to Tina. And Tina announces it before she's supposed to. And Oprah's like, don't say that. You're not, it's not time yet. She's like, oh, okay. So then they finally announce it and we all have to act like we're freaking out. But in reality, we already freaked out an hour ago. Oh, because they, they were taping it? Yeah, yeah. So she, uh... by the third announcement... We're just like we're we're mortgaging our homes. We're we're gonna be poor and just follow Tina on the road. <laughs> it was so awesome. Ugh. And then that, like to that. see him retake stuff, like share Mr. Q when they did the duet. So we got to see him perform the song again. And Tina was making fun of airline stewardesses or whatever they're called, and she didn't mean to. And she talked about Oprah's mean streak and all the stuff that gets cut off. It is awesome. <laughs> No, I know Oprah has a mean streak, but I didn't know that Tina was allowed to talk about it. But even Oprah has to bend for well, Tina. <laughs> Oprah was like, that's not being aired. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, it didn't. <laughs> that's funny. That's great. All right. Well, uh, I guess I guess we're good to go. We're pretty much caught up. Are you? I mean, I know you spent all day with the kindergartners. You were substituting today, right? Oh, yeah. Now, are you've seen that show Recess, right? Where they depict all the kindergarten. It's I guess it's an older show. It's canceled now, but they they depict all the kindergartners as savages on the re, on the recess playground, and like they're all walking around with war paint and like sticks <laughs> no. and stuff. Oh, it's great, dude! <laughs> like all the third graders and everything are cool, and they got their hands in their pockets and they're walking around like playing Foursquare and everything. And then all of a sudden they're like, "Dude, watch out! Watch out! Here come some kindergartners!" And they're all like, "Ah!" beating their spears and everything and like every Uh, once in a while they'll just go in the background you see a group of kindergartners holding like a kid up and like dragging them into their fort oh gosh that's hilarious (laughs) yeah that's a that's about right that's about right funny speaking of voicemails we have two voicemails from the same individual i'll give them that but is that applause I hear? I'm trying to do my own sound effects. Oh, you're doing a great job. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got a voicemail from one Aaron James. Hey, guys. Love your podcast. Um, I just wanted to ask if you could talk about uh, the new Venom, who the Venom symbio is going to be inhabiting next. And uh, if your theories, your ideas about that. So check it out on Marvel.com and let us fans know what you guys think. All right, talk to you later. Peace. And this is number two. Hey, guys, it's Aaron again. I hate to sound like a geek, but I thought of a couple more things. First of all, Wolverine in hell. Continuity or not continuity? And if so... How does that relate to other stories involving Wolverine, for instance? Um, and second of all, maybe you don't even want to talk about this, but the new Marvel site is up, and um, I think it's pretty snazzy. If you guys have checked it out, it's a lot big improvement from before. Um, and there is a even a comic book organizer feature 
as a part of their mini Marvel social network, the Marvel fan site. So, yep, you can talk about those things. Thanks. Peace out. All right, right on. Thanks for the call. All right, so first thing on his list, and I'll recap because I don't know if you heard all that over there, Jared. All right, number one, Venom Symbiote. Good eye on this. Marvel just released a, a, a news article, a part, a part of the Point One program. We're going to hear of a new host for Venom. What do you think? Like, who do I think it is? Well, what do you think about the whole thing about him getting a new host, and then we'll talk about who we think it is. Well, originally I didn't like it. I was like, you know, Eddie Brock is Venom forever, and, and you know, in my head, he'll probably always be Venom. But, and because, like, when the Venom symbiote went to Matt Gargan, like, oh, dude, I love Scorpion. Don't put Venom on Scorpion. But as he was with him longer and longer and then got in the Thunderbolts, I really liked it. So if they if they can put the symbiote with a good character and have good, very quality, high-intensity stories, and every 10 years or so, Venom gets a new symbiote, that's fine. I mean, the symbiote gets a new host, I'm, I'm down with that. You're fine with that? I mean, I'm really surprised. If they do it right, though. I mean, like, if, if we find out that the host is Bucky from Counter-Earth, that's a problem. <laughs> No, that's not possible because that's Nomad, isn't it? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's going to be a problem. Well, see, to me, Eddie Brock is – I'm not down with the whole anti-Venom thing, and i got to see where that goes, and I really wish that he was still Venom. And then Mac Gargan started growing on me, but like you said, I really like the Scorpion, so what are we going to do about that? But to be honest, like the symbiote going to somebody else – didn't they try this with their tsunami wave back in uh, 2002? Do you remember yeah, this? I forgot about that. Yeah, they had like multiple symbiotes, and they had they had two of them, and then they did um, I think oh who did the Herrero or yeah Herrero did the art on that, and it was like in the Antarctic and or the Arctic Circle and and the the like it was some secret agency had gotten a hold of the symbiote and then it had split into two when there was a fight and he was in the sewer. He's got that iconic cover of him in the sewer. I mean, really art. I really enjoyed, but the story went nowhere. All of a sudden the spaceship comes out of nowhere and it like, everybody was like, Oh, this, uh, th- 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 that didn't really happen. So <laughs> dude, I mean, risking that again, that it may not happen. I don't know. I don't know if I like it. You know, Matt Gargan was good in the Thunderbolts with the Venom costume and in Dark Avengers uh, because Eddie Brock would never do those things. I Like, I don't see him joining Osborn at all to be a bad guy, to be a Dark Avenger. Uh, yeah. But it was cool to have Venom on the team. Well, I, I don't know. I, I'm like you. If they don't ruin it, and I like Remender for the most part. I did not like his Punisher run, but I liked his uh, Doctor Voodoo run, and that's who's going to be writing this. And uh, by and the art's going to be by Tony Moore, which is good. He he did the um, he did the Walking Dead or helped start create the Walking Dead, and that's got some good art. So I don't know. I think it has potential. But who do you think's going to be wearing the symbiote? I I've got it down to three. <laughs> okay, I have it if down I... to two. Okay, and I bet we're both wrong, and we're very different from each other. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I think it's going. It might be the Punisher. Really? Really? Frank, Frank Castle? I'm just trying to read. I'm trying to read between the lines of what the Marvel article said, and 
the former writer wrote uh, a, a critically acclaimed Punisher story. They mentioned that like four times in the article in caps. I'm just like, why? Why are we mentioning that so so well? You know, and and they talk about him going to fight terrorism or whatever. Like that could be Punisher. Kind of get rid of the Frankencastle thing. Right. I disagree, but I guess I could see where you're coming from. Uh, my other two, well, Steve Rogers. Oh, come on. No way. No way. Do you really think so? I think that's like way out left field, but I think it would be really interesting, you know? I suppose so. Yeah, well, they're not doing much with him right now. I mean, he's top cop, but I mean, Nick Fury has more character than he does right now. I mean, he's got more face time, but Fury's... I'm just thinking from the terrorist point of view that the article was talking about, you know, a weapon of mass destruction or whatever it said, you know, I'm not communicating as well as the article said, but I was like, that would be totally out of left field and no one would guess that. Okay. All right. And my last one was Daredevil because you can't have Matt Murdock not on the board. He's got to be doing something. Dude, I could not disagree with you more on these. <laughs> I cannot believe it. I can't. I was like, oh, well, we got to be picking some of the same ones. Well, hook me up. Who 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 you got? Okay, all right. First of all, it said trying to keep it from his family in the article, okay? So I got to pick somebody with family. And my first impulse, it said the guy's a hero going into it. So my first thought was, all right, Flash Thompson. Mm. Which, But he doesn't have family that we know of. I mean, he doesn't – he has uh, he has Liz, right, or no? Uh, well, isn't he dating Betty? Oh, okay, he just started dating Betty, right? I guess that's not his family, but... Right, but still, okay. So it, it possibly him, and like the symbiote would you know, be his legs for a while or something like that. Or, or Colonel John Jameson. Why and is that? I, okay, well, I'm thinking it, it fits. The guy's a hero. He's underutilized. Um, he's part of the Spider-Man mythos, and he has family like it would be really like he would have to keep that from his father because his father would never approve and i think that would be part of it mm. and i think we don't have much character development in him we have more character development in flash thompson that we've seen over the years than we have in uh colonel jameson and so reading this article when it starts saying that you know he starts to get lonely and um depression is how he feels when he's separated from the suit and he can only wear it for uh, a short while I don't know. He seems like the kind of guy who would be up for that kind of up for that kind of character development and that kind of mission. Well, I think both of your choices make more sense too because they're both in the Spider-Man universe. Right, and I kind of got that impression because we're going to see it in, um, you know, point one, Amazing Spider-Man, uh, what six six fifty four point one, and then it's going to be a spinoff of Venom number one, which I am thrilled to see if they can do a good job. Mm-hmm. So I would love to have a Venom series that makes sense and actually could fit in. And actually, this is good because it, it can explore the seedier parts of the espionage world of of the Marvel Universe with a little bit of supernatural in there. I mean, you had the Black Widow, which is pure espionage, but hardly any you know superhero stuff. But this, you actually have a hero that has a power set. I think it would be good. I think it would be good. Anything else on that? No, he but he he was he talked about Venom and he also asked us what we thought about Wolverine in Hell. Right, yeah, that's the next topic. What do you think? Being being the X Men kind of sure that you are. 
on Wolverine? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is my whole thought about Wolverine, okay? Back in the 90s, everybody was like, he's everywhere all the time. It's just, he's not multiple man. He's everywhere. Where in reality, yeah, you know, he was in the both X-Men titles. He had his own series. And he was in basically every issue of Marvel Comics Presents. And then, you know, he'll pop up in Punisher or Ghost Rider and stuff. So basically he had four titles. And then he popped up in some other places. And that was pretty crazy. But now it's just like... It's really hard to take his character seriously because he literally is in 10 to 15 titles a month. It's it's just like stupid anymore. He's in Wolverine. He's in X-23. He's in Dokken. New, New Avengers. Um, <laughs> regular Avengers. Uncanny X-Men. Regular X-Men. I don't know how many series Wolverine has himself right now. Then he's an uncanny X-Force. Like, it's just stupid anymore that for you to even try to make sense of continuity with Wolverine, it's never, ever, ever going to happen. Okay, first first of all, I'd like to point out that you used the phrase stupid anymore. It's just stupid anymore twice. Oh, did I? I have never heard that. What does that mean? It's stupid anymore? Like, it's beyond ridiculous. It's just gotten so far ridiculous that it's just stupid <laughs> i have never <laughs> it's an ohio thing our pipes don't freeze and we talk <laughs> we, we do it. i tell you what this, this is stupid anymore <laughs> well it is it's just so it's, i don't know another way to put it but because it doesn't make any sense Okay, so, all right so how does that relate to him in hell like you're just saying ah oh, just go with it whatever is that what you're saying what what other choice do you have? Because if you try to piece it together, it won't. And then now he's going to be in the Wolverine and Jubilee series too. It it's n- never going to go together. Marvel just says, "Hey, Wolverine and Spider Man are most popular, and Iron Man. Like there are three go to characters. Let's put them in as many books as possible. Slap their face on the cover, and people will buy them, whether they like comic books or not, because they're recognizable. So we just gotta saturate the market." And so that's what they do. But then, you know, when somebody tries to write a story and you're trying to figure out what happens when, you can't make, you know, hide nor hair of it. And and you you liked Old Man Logan. That has nothing to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, this is what I think, okay? There's there's sections of the Marvel Universe. Okay, you get the Hulks and uh, Pac and Fred Van Lanta's all their stuff. You got the Spider-Man U, you got the X-Men U, you got the Avengers and all the other heroes in there. Wolverine is now basically his own corner of the Marvel Universe. He doesn't... He, he, he shows up in the X-Men, he shows up in the Avengers, but that's not what he's there for. He's there to have his own franchise, his own corner... X-23, Uncanny X-Force is part of it, and Dokken is part of it, um, and now Wolverine, the best he is at what he does, whatever that title is, whatever that new one is, is part of it too. So, I mean, you've got they're marketing this as across the board in his own corner of the universe. Now, Uncanny X-Force doesn't make sense in this, and probably the best there is doesn't make sense in this but those three other titles wolverine dark wolverine and x-23 are all connected in this story and so i'm just thinking you know you just go with it because 
it's not I mean it is continuity. It's six one six, no doubt about it. But um Okay, but those three yes, those three go together. That's how they were marketed. They say that they tie in. Absolutely. But he's doing all this stuff in hell, but then he's like cosmically powered in in new Avengers and he's traveling through time in regular Avengers and he's a vampire in Uncanny X Men. And Uncanny X-Force, he's on the moon. And 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 now he's with Jubilee, and he's got the best there is who I've, I've even looked at. It's, it's stupid. And he's <laughs> and he's in Astonishing Wolverine and Spider-Man. Oh, gosh, yeah. And Astonishing X-Men when that comes out once every seven years. <laughs> you know, it's just... That's why it's just dumb. Right. So, uh, okay, so what is his character? Is his character just a plot point? I mean, do they just use him to make the story go? Do they just use him to sell books or what? I mean, what's the point of having him? If it deludes the character so much, why does it still bring in that much money? It doesn't make sense. If Spider-Man, which is like their flagship character of the entire Marvel Universe, okay, has been for years, he's only in two books. He's in three books. I mean, what what is it about Wolverine? Is it I mean, because he he's written differently in every single book, so it can't be his character. It can, I mean, is it the claws? Is it the violence? Is it how he looks? Is it just his quips? Is it I mean, what is it about him? Do we even need to keep him in continuity? Like, I know we want to keep him within the six one six, but does all the continuity have to jive together or no? Well, it wouldn't if he were a solo, pretty much like Spider Man. I mean, Spider-Man is in the Avengers, but basically everything that happens with Spider-Man is in his own universe. Right. He has his own huge set of villains, whereas Wolverine is interacting with basically everyone in the... Oh, don't forget, he's in the Avengers Crusade, too. So he's over there with Scarlet Witch. Oh, but, yeah, you're right. Yeah, let's not forget that one. But <laughs> that's why I'm saying, because he's connected... Like, what corner of the Marvel Universe is he not touching? The Young Allies? Well, they got canceled, so that's okay. You know, otherwise, you're 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 a jerk. I didn't mean to jab you, but I'm just trying to figure out where Wolverine is not the cosmic stuff. That's it. There we go. Yeah, he's not dealing with Star Lord and Thanos yet. You know, he will be pretty soon. You know, guest starring Wolverine and Rocket Raccoon. You know, it's gonna happen. But I mean, (laughs) otherwise, that's the problem because Spider-Man could have seven thousand titles. But you could figure out continuity because they're all happening in New York City and they're all solo adventures where he's only interacting with characters himself. Once in a while, Johnny Storm will fly by or or something like that. But with Wolverine, you're touching too many characters and stuff isn't fitting and it's stupid. All right. Well, there you have it. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Aaron James for getting Jared all riled up about <laughs> Wolverine. Um, as for the Marvel site, yeah, it does look pretty snazzy. Um, yeah. The way they changed it made it a little bit more difficult for me to do updates on the on the new releases and the covers every month. It like added five steps to everything I do, so I was kind of <laughs> peeved about that. And then they weren't even up to date, and I I uh, fussed at some people at Marvel. And I was like, hey, keep your site up to date. And they were like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but I was told not to burn any bridges, so. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> and then uh, I have not looked at the comic book organizer, so I'll have to I'll have to take a look at that. So, Speaking of bridges, didn't you get um, something signed in the mail? 
Oh, dude, don't even. That was that was years ago. I sent in. We talked about this briefly on the Facebook page. But you hadn't received it yet. Oh, oh, that. No, from Brubaker? Don't get snappy with me. No, 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 no. Okay, all right. Yes, yes. I totally, I misunderstood what you were saying. Yeah, no, I apparently I won something from Brubaker. He said the first three people who email me will get a signed copy of Criminal, and I'm still waiting for it. And uh, unfortunately, I think what happened was I took the opportunity to to kiss up to him and be like, dude, me and and my my co-host, we love how you write Captain America and you keep him so in the middle and so patriotic with the you know with the Democrats and the Republicans and everything going on and how political everything is. And he didn't write back, and I didn't receive my comments. What? Sorry. What was that? <laughs> Some ad popped up. <laughs> Is it something I have to edit out? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't need to hear hair growth <laughs> ads. <laughs> anyway, I'll have to look at that comic book organizer. And no, I don't know what's going on with that. And uh, I wouldn't dare give Brubaker um, a piece of my mind, so... Anyway, I was, I was just wondering. We we gotta because the 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 interview with McCann seems to have fallen through. Dude, he's Mac- giving interviews to everyone but us. I know McCann. He called. He was like, "Hey, I'd love to do an interview. Let's set it up." Seven months ago, and yeah. he's he's yet to. I gotta get in touch with Arun Singh, who is our contact over at Marvel, and get him to get on McCann. And uh, if Arun listens to this, he's gonna be like, "I don't know these guys." No, we did exchange emails. Arun. And oh, that's we still how I, got him. Oh, I kept them for post. I framed them. Well, it's just interesting, you know. He denied. He says he's going to interview with us. Doesn't happen. What happened to his series? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> hmm. Huh? Cancelled. Actually, yeah. dude, he's doing all this stuff, all these commercials for um, Return of the Dapper Men or something like that. That's all I see him talk about on Twitter and everything. I think it's his own book. It's not through Marvel. It's not published through Marvel. It's independently published. And he's more concerned about that than he is about Marvel stuff right now. So, um, and I don't know any of that stuff, so we wouldn't have anything to talk about. He has a new book coming out called Widowmaker. And I think it's a fort. <laughs> Jared, wake up, wake up. I'm sorry. Did you say what's that Widowmaker? Huh? <laughs> the art on that book is hard to take. The art on the, Hawkeye Mockingbird was hard to take. Didn't you, even bother. You didn't even read it, did you? Nope. Hey, you deny me once, I deny you. <laughs> well, vengeful. All right, let's do some current <laughs> events. Current events. Go for it. Go for what, are we, what are we doing tonight? Current events. It's all you. Oh, current events. <laughs> we are doing Amazing Spidey. 648, 649, Daredevil 512, and Shadowland number 5. All right. Now, we're trying with starting with episode 25. We got some good feedback about twenty the first 24 episodes. Not counting the first one because that was just to see if we could actually record something and put it up. So, uh, our, our feedback was, you know what? We've already read all these issues. So, why are you going page by page, blow by blow, We've already read them, and if we haven't, you're spoiling them for us. So I, we thought about it, and we were like, you know what? They're absolutely right. Why? Why are we taking away your joy? 
your joy. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to quickly go over uh, what happened in each issue, just say why it's important, and then we have some topics we want to talk about. Just touch on these things a little. A little, wait a minute, that's not right, or I really like this, or something like that. All right, so we're going to start out with Spider-Man 648, and this is the beginning of big time. Uh, Doc Ock is attacking the city. Spider-Man defends the city um, against all these like giant robots, but he partners up with the rest of the Avengers. He's all about, like, oh, Avengers, to me, assemble! You know, and he always wanted to say that, and there's some banter back and forth. I have to say, I love the art. Fantastic art. Now, um, we may talk about this a little bit later. I don't know. But if you notice, the shape of these Octobot things is very similar to uh, in Captain America Reborn, number six. Um, his vision about the future. Hmm. Keep that in mind. That may pay attention. These things, this shape keeps popping up. I read a great article today on comicbooked.com about uh, Marvel's next greatest event, big event. Go there, comicbook.com. I just published an article through there, so this is a shameless plug. <laughs> um, I'm starting to write for them. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm honored. So comicbooked.com, C-O-M-I-C-B-O-O-K-E-D.com. Give them some support. They're a new company in, uh, back in April, and they got some real talent over there. Look up, uh, look up the, the article about stuff that's already going on, uh, Marvel's next biggest event, and see, and see what they're, we're talking about here. All right, so we get, like, the Black Cat. This is a big issue. We see Doc Ock. We see Electro and, you know, the Rhino. Man, I just have to say the art is fantastic on this. All right, another couple a couple other big things. Um, they start working at the Daily Bugle again. They're they're not at frontline anymore. Um, Phil Urich comes back and big two big things. Peter has a girlfriend, Carly, and um, so that's a huge thing. He finally has a, has a girl other than MJ. And then the second biggest thing, he has a job. And not only a job, but he has a career. He is with uh, Horizon, and he is part of a, a, a seven-man think tank. And so he's going to be paid buku money for his smarts, finally. And at the end, we see the kingpin, and he's talking to none other than the hobgoblin. No! Roderick Kingsley. Yeah, man. And I have to say, again, the Hobgoblin looks fantastic in this art. The last page of the issue before the um the backup story, oh dude, if I could get this framed, I would. He <laughs> looks fantastic. The belt buckle is huge, but the gloves are amazing. Call me Hobgoblin. <laughs> Dude, We've always it, liked Ramos, so. Oh, 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 definitely. And uh, we saw Venom in this issue and everything. So, did you have anything with this issue you wanted to talk about? Well, I'm just not, you know, I've never been big on Ramos. Ramos. Umberto Ramos. Yeah, so, eh. But I'm with you on the villains. It was like, you know, the Sinister Six was in there, the Hobgoblin, Venom. It was like all of Spidey's greatest villains except for Carnage. You know, was there? It was awesome. It was. It was good. But I have to. T I'm sorry. No, go ahead. There was one thing though 
that made me just say, this is probably the best thing in comics in the last 10 years. Do you know what that would be? Really? What? Uh, no. The last 10 years. One of the best things ever. Kingpin coming back? No, there was an asterisk in the Uh. right hand corner (laughs) with Phil Urich. And I just about shed a tear. (laughs) There was an asterisk that talked about a series that happened in the mid 90s, people. Green Goblin, 1 to 13. Uh, be still my heart. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> There's two of them in here, dude. There's one about Carly. Oh, yeah, but that one was just like a couple months ago. Being I'm on a roller like, derby team. Like, they, they, they acknowledge that something has happened before Joe Casada took over and that it's relevant. And not only did they acknowledge it, they told me where I could find out more information about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve Wacker, if you're listening, which we know you are, good job. More of those. You are my hero. <laughs> I just want to go out and buy like 50 issues of this. And Marvel say, why did this one sell so much? And then they'll say, oh, because there's an asterisk. And people are selling out of the Green Goblin series in comic book shops. And I go to DCB service to try and find Green Goblin. <laughs> good plug. Well done. <laughs> My main concern with this is I know it's big time and I know that slots pushing it and everything, but is it too big? You know, so many villains. Yeah. So many villains, but like doc Ock attacks the city with these robots. And then like a lot of stuff's going on and it's land. It's fit. It fits so much in this issue. And I know it set the stage, but I mean like one thing I did like about brand new day is that it built on everything. Okay. It was a little convoluted and like, I got lost in the details, yeah. but, but it was like, okay, well, here's a piece and we're going to build on that and we're going to introduce another piece and we're going to build on that. And, you know, in all honesty, I may have complained about it uh, in the first time through in another podcast, another episode or something, but basically they said, all right, here are all the pieces that we're going to cover for the next six years, you know? And mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not cool with that. I, I'm, I like to go back to the the Straczynski run. I know I get grief on this every time I mention it, but the Straczynski run, you had one story arc after another, and they all eventually fit together in the end. And you're like, oh, okay. And, you know, up until probably when Joe Casada was like, hey, have Gwen Stacy, you know, <laughs> be a hussy. But yeah. but up until then, like everything fit together. And yet it was all self-contained, and I, I just couldn't wait. Now, I am really excited about this, and the art kills me. It's fantastic. So we'll see. I mean, do you think it's too big for what it's trying to do? I mean, did it incorporate too much? I think it was a good, like, preview. Like, look at all this going on. Uh, Spidey's got his hands full. I liked it. I thought I felt more, more worse. That's really good grammar. I felt more worse for <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson being the mayor. Yeah. I mean, my my goodness, just in the past month, he's had time-traveling Kang and, and armies take over New York. He has Shadowland. He's got giant octopi occupying the city. Why would you want to be the mayor of New York in the Marvel 616 universe? That's a good question. If, oh anybody, if anybody's going to attack, the places you don't want to be mayor right now, San Francisco and New York. Oh, I just... 
Why would you even live there? That's a <laughs> no good one question. Would live there in real life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's all I have for this that issue. Um, the second issue is pretty good. I did have one thing. The second issue, we see um, we see the Hobgoblin, uh, Kingsley, come back, and he's talking to Kingpin, and then he goes and, and finds all the stuff. And But Yurik, dude! Yeah! Yurik, all of a sudden, and this was the biggest thing for this issue. I mean, it doesn't even matter uh, about the other stuff. It had some Venom stuff in it, but okay. The biggest thing, Yurik takes off the head of Kingsley. Yeah. He like he he makes him paralyzed with some sonic laugh and then he cuts his head off and grabs it and then he's and then he goes and attacks uh Horizon Labs and and he's about to take off Spidey's head. What did what did you think about this? Dude, well, remember, I was reading, I was talking to you on the phone, and I was like, yeah, I read 648, it was awesome, 649 I haven't got to, and you're like, read it now. So I'm on the phone with you, reading 649, and I'm just, like, trying to pick my jaw up off the floor, because Phil Eric, you know, he's just, like, all, you know, humbled and, and he, like, quivering back in the corner, and then something snaps, and he's just like, I'm gonna kill you, and just goes crazy. I know, but, like, dude... Kingsley is like a really bad A, you know? Like he's like, what in the world? Nobody messes with the dude because he's untouchable because he's like the perfect mercenary. Yeah. I would I would put him up there near Taskmaster, right? And I know don't give me grief about that, Jared, but mm. Taskmaster's really good and and I would put I would put him up there and all of a sudden this kid, Yurik, takes him out. Like I, 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 I was speechless. I was like, yeah. At the end of the last issue, I was like, okay, now we know who Hobgoblin is. It's no big surprise. Everybody didn't know who it was. And then all of a sudden, he comes in. Now, if he stays as as Hobgoblin, I'll be I'll be super happy about that. And if he becomes a real villain that doesn't get taken care of in six issues, but you know, actually does something, yeah. I'll, I'll be thrilled. But dude, like. I I would not think of him as this way. Did yeah, you did you read funny. like ah oh, dude a few a few years ago? It wasn't Slingers. It was um. It was a different one with a support group for people who used to be superheroes or supervillains, and Yurik was leading it, and they had like Julie Powers and stuff. That sounds really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why you can't think of what it's called. <laughs> I, I liked it. <laughs> anyway, at the end of that, it took a weird turn, and all of a sudden, Yurik went nutso again, and like he seemed like the most stable person, and um, and now we find him in New York. It's just kind of weird. Mm, crazy. Anyway, I mean, did you have a problem at all with Kingsley being beat that quick? I think no. I think it it made sense because he was taken by surprise just as much as we were, so it felt real, because we're just like what, uda, uh, and that's how he was too. He just had no idea what was happening. He thought there's just a, some little loser, you know, in the corner, and this dude just was like surprise. I'm crazy. <laughs> well, okay. Let me ask you this: a more uh, cosmetic question. What do you think about the wings, the sword, and the new costume? I'm I'm sitting here and I'm looking at 648 and I'm looking at 649 and I have to say that 648 
costume for um, Hobgoblin is much cooler than 649's. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, but I think it needs to be a little bit different so that I know it's somebody different in there, you know? Right. If the Green Goblin costume was the same whenever Norman or or Harry or whoever else decided to wear it, you know, Phil, um, it would just be like, oh, it's just the same guy. There's no difference. But, yeah, I like the, I like the 648 one a little bit better. Yeah, I think... It, I... I think it looks more menacing, and I like the I like the hood a little bit better. It looks pointier, and but what about the wings and the sword? What do you think? Eh, I like the sword. I thought the sword was pretty cool. I mean, who? What villains does Spidey have that has a sword? No one really important. Bushwhacker, but uh, right. I don't know if he's ever even fought Spider-Man, but Silver <laughs> Samurai. That he's not a Spidey villain. They fought one time. <laughs> <laughs> don't correct me it uh sickens me oh the hand ninjas there you go yeah i saw that i i was I, the serpent society or something like that there you go i think i had that one i think i lost that one in a fire though when my house burned down i think that that Are you kidding no i'm not kidding your house burned down when i was when i was growing up that doesn't make it any less awful well, I, okay, all right, all right. Not everything burned. The actual structure of the house was they had to be torn down. Oh, that's awful, man. I had no I was, idea. Yeah, I was away at college. It oh. happened. It happened on Father's Day. How how terrible is that? My dad was like, "Oh man." <laughs> Did you guys lose a lot? No, no. Uh, uh-uh. we lost the house. Um, had to be rebuilt. It was rebuilt within ten months. And um, uh, everything that was out had water and soot damage, but everything that was like in closets or uh, was pretty much safe. And we didn't lose any pictures, and that's really the main thing. Oh, so, good. Yeah. But the, I, I remember leaving and coming back and getting all my stuff, and there was this giant black mark on my Spider-Man comics where I had left them out, and all the soot from the oh. smoke just like I had to throw them away. You couldn't be in the same room with them. Because it was just so intense. That's awful. Yeah, well, I just felt bad for my dad because he was like, it was a it was a candle that burned down from the night before. One of those citronella candles. Mm. It caught the like uh, the dog crate on fire. Um, you know those like hard plastic dog crates. Mm-hmm. So somebody, everybody forgot to blow out the candle. And it burned down and really heated up the metal because it was in a metal pail because it was an outside citronella candle. And well, there then goes it... our citronella sponsorship. <laughs> and then it, it, it just ran, the wax ran, and uh, it caught the side of the house on fire. And it just, oh. like, my parents woke up to the glass popping. That's how, that's oh. how hot it was because it was just like, and it was like five. They woke up. Yeah. Yeah, and my mom ran from room to room going, there's a fire, get out, get out. And she stopped at my room. She was like, get out, Andy. And then she was like, wait a minute, he's not even here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she told you. <laughs> she she called me up at college, and uh, it was like I was at summer studies, so uh, I was taking summer classes. And every, all my family was there. And she's like, hey, Andy, how's it going? I was like, what happened? What's going on? She was like, you making a lot of friends? I was like, yes, <laughs> what's going on? And she was like, well, I was like, look, if you 
didn't call to tell me bad news. You better hang up the phone right now because you're you're bumming me out. What's happening? She's like, well, there was a fire. I was like, is everyone okay? She's like, yes. I was like, okay, good. And she was like, well, the house is gone. And oh, <laughs> I was oh like, God. okay. Uh, so. Oh, man. All right, it you know it's one of those things. We got a chance to remodel. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to bump yeah. you out, dude. No, no, and and now I'm like, wait, you took summer studies? I lived in Cedarville every summer. <laughs> it was uh, between my junior and senior year of high school. I took college classes. Oh no, I wasn't even a Christian then. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> All our listeners are like, what does that have to do with anything? It was at Cedarville. Andy and I went to a private Christian college. Yes, which was good, and it cost a lot of money. Oh, oh, today I just got in the mail that I made 36 of my loan payments on time, so they knocked 5% off. 5% or 0.5%? Five! I was like, a whole five? What? (laughs) Dude, congratulate. That's a huge deal. Yeah, you had to pay 36 on time. You can't miss any. And I remember getting that thing in the mail, like, I guess that would have been three years ago. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do it then. <laughs> no matter what, I'm going to pay it because I don't need that 5% off. Dude, 5% is huge. And those things, those, oh, they follow you for years. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Back yeah, we to... should have done all this at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> this, this episode is supposed to be shorter. All right. <laughs> All right, Daredevil 512, why don't you take it away? Give us a brief, brief synopsis, which I know you will because you hate Daredevil. Oh, I don't – I like the character. I'm just not a big fan of his title. How's that? Fair enough. Okay, my brief synopsis is uh, this takes place after Shadowland. So shouldn't we do Shadowland first? Okay, do Shadowland first. Yes, these are your two. You do them. Oh, oh Okay. <laughs> well, Shadowland 5, uh, basically, uh, you know, Shadowland's coming to an end. Either Daredevil's going to win or he's going to lose, and he <laughs> loses. And it's because Iron Fist uses his chi power, <laughs> and uh, he's able to exercise the demon from Daredevil. Uh, that's that's what happened during uh, Shadowland, is that demon had possessed Daredevil, to make, and all the people around that made Daredevil make those bad decisions, and... So Iron Fist gets him out, and um, turns out that Bullseye is not is not able to be resurrected. Um, it leaves Kingpin in charge of the hand, and Daredevil disappears. Was that good? <laughs> that, hey, you did a great job. I'm just trying to, you know, if we're going to do it concise, I'm going to be concise. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. <laughs> but my one thing, Andy, and maybe you can help me out with this. Did Ghost Rider die? Ooh, good question. No, 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 no. I don't know what happened to him, but I do know that he shows up in Heroes for Hire. I don't think Heroes for Hire number one, but um, I know Lanning and Abnet are are using him in Heroes for Hire. So, but will it be Danny Ketch? You know, who will it will it be that Ghost Rider then? No, it's Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze, Danny Ketch, same thing. <laughs> They're brothers. They're not the same thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it will. And I, I think it was, it probably just put him out of commission. Like everybody else was unconscious. It's probably the same thing. I was just like, Oh snap. He just killed Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this, 
this entire series, what a letdown, man. Yeah, it was mixed. Oh, yeah, Wolverine's in Shadowland, too. Is he really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, he has to. He had to show up. Right. He's a street-level character. He's street-level. He's cosmic. He's a mutant. Okay, <laughs> well, my big thing with this one, okay, like, everybody's fighting him, and all of a sudden, the Iron Fist is like, boom, I hit you with my chi, and you're dead. Now what? <laughs> like, really? I, I love the Iron Fist. I do. Even though I think they spell chi wrong every single time, because that's how you spell chur, which is to eat, C-H-I. So every time I read that, I'm like, what, they're eating? What? Oh, no, right, right, it's chi. Chi <laughs> is spelled Q-I. Okay, come on. And oh, it's... no, that's key. No, you, <laughs> no. I took Mandarin, and I failed in the Air Force, man. <laughs> No, that chi is. Cute. If you failed, I'm not going to take your advice, dude. Chi <laughs> is one of the first things I learned. It means energy. Hey, so. I failed Spanish, but I'm going to tell you what Spanish words mean. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you have. Oh, dude. Uh, I'm okay. All right. I, okay. I'll, I'll cut my. I'll cut it out. All right. <laughs> the art was good, though. Do you like the artist? On on this. On Shadowland. Let me look at this. The cover art's terrible. Yeah, that was not good. Ah, the art's pretty good. No, yeah, no, you're right. Who is that? Is that um Abnett? Dan Abnett? What? No, he's a writer. What? Dan Abnett is a writer. He writes Nova. Or him. Okay. No, this is Billy Tan. Billy Tan. And Billy Tan's always a hit or miss for me, but I've liked him in Shadowland. Why is he... Man, he was fantastic in The Rise and Fall of the Shi'ar Empire. We talked about this, remember? I think he makes waists too thick. He makes waists? Too thick. And looks weird sometimes. I guess that's true. He has to have a good colorist, I think is the key for him. And not make thick waists. Okay, yeah, no thick waists. But... Oh, one thing about this, dude... All of a sudden, Ty- Typhoid Mary's just like, oh, right, I forgot. I'm working for you. That was weird. Where did that come from? No, I think that was just his way of being like, oh, and she's a bad guy now. Oh, <laughs> and she's a bad guy. I-, I thought that was dumb. But I was really, I really thought it was interesting that Bullseye did not get raised up again from the dead. Yeah, I was mixed because I love Bullseye, but I think it was probably good to not kill him in the miniseries and raise him up again, because then there's no meaning to it. Right. Exactly. So. But I, I really liked it. I thought that was one of the best interpretations of Ghost Rider I've seen. Really? I just thought he did a great job. Oh, I like Daniel Wade's Ghost... Daniel Way's Ghost Rider. Now, what, good. What do you think about uh, Daredevil having actual horns, like Demon? I think it kind of... It kind of made more sense because it was a demon. Like, his body started to be elongated and things, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he had a thick waist. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Are you done with this? Yeah, and then we hit over, and the follow-up is Daredevil, uh, number 512. And uh, there were a bunch of... See, because I don't really follow Daredevil a whole lot, but I know that this was going to tie into Shadowlands, so I grabbed this one. And... um, with this, it was basically just the aftermath of Shadowland. No one knows where Matt Murdock is. 
Um, but it's it's revealed that the Shadowland Tower is going to stay up, and basically uh, Cage and Iron Fist are looking for Matt Murdock, and they think they find Daredevil, but it turns out it's Black Panther, and Black Panther tells them to spread the word that he's the new Daredevil and he's in town. Now, dude, the art on this I thought was really good. Do you like it or no? No. no not at all? It was it was it was not like Malieve bad. Like, I I am shaking my head at you right now. I wish I know, you could see. I love that. Malieve is amazing. Oh my gosh, that's that's kind of like the whole Daredevil style just turns me off. All right, well I, I Iron Fist in this looks fantastic. That yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Malieve for me is like a two, but this was like a five. <laughs> So I was able to stomach it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. I thought this was good because we don't know where, what's going to happen with uh, Daredevil and he's looking for redemption and everybody's after him. The whole thing is basically where's Daredevil and everybody's trying to find him for different reasons. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Everybody has their own agenda. Right, so we got Foggy. And you know what? I, I really... This is really interesting to me. Not to go too long on this, but okay, he's been going. Daredevil has been on the same path for almost almost ten years. Okay, since mm. since no, about ten years since ninety eight or ninety nine. Okay, since they started um, Marvel Knights, Daredevil has been on the same storyline. So. You could say that this is going to start a new era of Daredevil, just like Brand New Day started a new era of Spider-Man, and then we're already on to the next era. So what do you think about this? I mean, starting new eras for everybody? I mean, with new Avengers, that started a new era for the entire Avengers franchise. But, like, Daredevil has had one of the longest eras, I think I can remember, starting with Bendis, and then Brubaker, and now Diggle, and now it's going to end, which I think is good and I would actually like to see them not tie in a lot from the past. I mean, how do you feel about that? I, I would like to see them not talk about his wife and kind of like get her out of the picture and um, as they move forward from here. Wh- what do you think? Yeah, I would like it because I don't like Daredevil. And I probably really haven't liked him since 1998, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm kind of pumped. I don't like Black Panther as Daredevil. But I like Matt Murdock as Daredevil, so when he comes back and is Daredevil, I'll be happy. Okay. All right, so you're going to give it a shot? I would give it a shot. I would, unless it's an awful artist. I'll give it a shot. So I have your word on that? Absolutely, without a doubt. I'm up for anything. I'll try it once. All right, so you – okay, so – Maybe they'll bring back him his armored costume from the 90s. Why, why would you ruin it like that? Why, why would you ruin this? That'd be awesome. <laughs> no, no, it would not. I right. know. It'd be awful. This is this is what I think. I think that you should – you don't have to read Dared or the Black Panther, The Man Without Fear, number 513, but read Daredevil Reborn, which is going to start soon, that limited series, and then if they bring Daredevil back to this title, read that and see if it goes anywhere. But I'm telling you, dude – you have to read the Bendis run. You have to. Why? I can't it's a, stomach the picture. It's amazing. Everybody should read it at least once. Everybody. 
Everybody, everybody Grandma should, should read it. You know what? Everybody should read Earth X, and everybody should read Bendis' Daredevil run. Why do you just love the stuff I hate? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Earth X was like torture. No, oh, I can't talk about this. I can't talk about this. <laughs> All right, we are on to, we have a special topic. To the polls. All right, and to commemorate our big 25th issue, or episode, whatever you'd like to call it, we are going to do a top five prediction, well, a whole prediction series for 2011. You remember, which I know you all do, our last episode of 2010, well, actually our January episode of 2010, we did a top ten characters to watch for 2010. Did that did that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we've decided to shorten it and change it up for this episode. This will be our last episode before uh, 2011. So Andy and I have both selected our top five characters to watch for 2011. And then you know, we also have a couple uh, predictions we'd like to make. So Andy, let's first... Look at your top ten. Well, let's look at just your top five characters from last year. Okay, number five. Number five was Steve Rogers. That was a great pick. Thank you. Don't you think? Um, yeah, it was. It turned out that he definitely had a lot to do, and I'm trying to think where he was before, but it was right after he came back. So... He had a lot to do, but he kind of sits out in, in the background a little bit. So, you know, not as much as I thought. I got to say, I think I was wrong on a lot of these because let, let's go down the list real quick. Top 10. Loki, not so much. Spider-Man, yes. Black Bolt, not at all. <laughs> Emma Frost, number seven, sort of. Yeah. Uh, number six, Jean Grey, absolutely not. Number five, Steve, Steve Rogers, yes. Number four, Galactus, no way. Number three, Hank Pym. No. If you remember, this is right after the universe told him he was amazingly special. It didn't work. So, number two, Hope, which not so much still. And number one, The Sentry, which (laughs) that did not happen. It didn't happen. But I think for Hope, I think that was a great one because, remember, this was all before Bastion and everything. This was before Hope came back and basically, you know, saved Earth. Yeah, but we, well, yeah, we knew that she was going to be on her way back because I think this was during the Cable series. So yeah. we knew that something was, was up. Yeah, but some of, some of them were really off and some of them were really good. I appreciate you giving me the benefit of the doubt. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, I mean, last night I went through and I listened to the episode again to write them down and i was just like ooh, and then some i was like yeah and then some were ooh, you know <laughs> but All based right. on what we had i mean i would have agreed with you like when once you said hank pym i was like absolutely he's gonna be something nope and then we had all those teasers for galactus when we found out it had really didn't have a whole lot to do with galactus you know? okay i'm i'm thinking I think some of the reason was because S.H.I.E.L.D. was coming up, that new yeah. series, S.H.I.E.L.D., and then also because of the Sentry, and we we knew that Galactus was coming back, and he would have the power of Galactus or something, which still, I'll say this again, 
Bendis doesn't leave a whole lot of loose ends just hanging out there, and he, everything he does has a purpose. So I do think that it's going to come up, but I, because of last year, I'm hesitant to say that it's going to come up soon. So it may be a, another year. He's one of the architects. Yes, which... I don't don't know get me started. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, for my 10 for last year was number 10 Wolverine, just because he's everywhere all the time, so I did good on that one. Good choice. Uh, number 9 Red Hulk. I think that was a good pick. We finally figured out who he was, and he was all over the place. Yes. Um, 8 was Bucky, and yeah, he Can. became the new Captain America. Uh, number 7, Magneto. I'd say so-so. Yeah, I mean, so-so on that. Basically get his own title with Rogue in X-Men Legacy, but he didn't become the huge character that I thought he was going to end up being. Right. We, I mean, we kind of thought that maybe they would split into two teams, and one would, and some of them would follow Scott, some would follow Magneto, and even Professor X had the opportunity to lead another team. I mean, you have three different ideologies going on yeah. there. Those are good stories that you could be writing, but instead we're getting... Quarantine Crap. number one, and oh, it's just tons of like, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, go on. Sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. Number six uh, was Long Lines with You, Steve Rogers. Yep. Um, number five, Cyclops. I'd say, yeah, the whole utopia. Yeah, everything. but not much character development. I'm no, like, I mean, he's still got a stick up his butt, and uh, but that's Cyclops. Right. Uh, number four, Nick Fury. It, I mean, he came back, but it didn't pan out to what I thought it was going to be. No, uh, we were we were duped on that one. Yeah, same with number three, Doctor Doom. I, yeah. I expected big things from him. Nothing. All hope, all hope lies in Doom, though. You what? All hope lies in Doom, though. Still, mm -hmm. still coming up, right? Yeah. Well, remember that's when Doom War was going to come out. I know. Yeah. What a failure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sad. Uh, Number two, Hope. We both had that one as the same. And then number one, Miracle Man. <laughs> I was I listened to myself last night and I was like, why would Marvel spend so much money not do anything with it? That would just be stupid. Why would they just put out reprints and spend all that money? What did Marvel do? They spent all that money and just put out reprints. <laughs> wow. That's great. That is great. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so what episode was that so that our listeners can go back and listen to that? Uh, you said it was episode 10. Is that true? I don't know because you had a bunch of crazy stuff in there. Okay, all right. I think it's whatever it is. It's the cover conflict of 20X, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, that's the title of it. So go look that up, download it, and you can hear our faulty predictions. All right, well, speaking of faulty predictions, what do we have going on this year? Speaking of faulty prediction, and not mine, yours maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, we'll see. we're just gonna do top five. Okay. So my number five is the hood, and I picked the hood because every time you think the hood's gonna go away, he comes back bigger, and then he leaves again, and he comes back bigger, and now the dude's got the freaking infinity gems. And well, he's yeah, he's working on it, right? Yeah, well, he's going he's gonna to get him. The Hood is not a quitter. <laughs> and he's got Bendis writing him, and I think this is a story Bendis wants to tell. So that's my number five, The Hood. You, you know what? I totally forgot about him, but yeah, good call. I think you're right. I agree. Um, I don't, 
I don't know if this is against the rules. I'm not sure. Okay. But I'm <laughs> I'm gonna go with Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man. Like what? the the big three, the big three for my number five. <laughs> I picked the X Men. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Okay, all right. The reason why is because Thor and Captain America movies are coming out. Iron Man three is on the table. There's you know they're slating that. Um, but it's the new heroic age, so they're all promoting, you know, the 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 heroes of the group, okay? And you'll see why I chose them after this, okay? Whatever. Okay, well, I mean, it, it's <laughs> no, it's not fine. it's not to hedge my my predictions. It's I have a reason. Okay. I think that the Marvel universe and the right the architects of the Marvel universe are going to use these three guys to further the Marvel Universe within the next year. Okay. The three guys as a whole, not just Captain America did something and Iron Man did something. I think the three of them together are going to to be the deciding factor, which I, I'm not a fan of. I don't, I don't think that... I think there's better characters out there to use, but I think that because they're going with the whole heroic age, they're going back to their roots and saying, okay, these are our, our three core good guys. Well, they've all got movies. Well, that's yeah. I chose that too. So, because I didn't want them to take up three of my spots. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what you got? Number four. All right, number four. Any character that has an S in their name. You're a, no, 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 I <laughs> know, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> uh, number four. Um, I went with one of your picks from last year, Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Ooh, maybe. Okay. This could be the year. We all know she's coming back, so maybe this is the year. Dude, I, I'm going to have to go ahead and disagree. I yeah. disagree because the reason why is uh, – and what, wait, do you want to say why first before I go ahead and throw you out, off there? Well, because I think, Gene, you could say pretty much any year because every year she's basically – you know, she's just died the year before. <laughs> or, you know, so she's got to come back sometime. I, <laughs> okay. I would say no because uh, Hope has her own book. She it, it's it's yet to be revealed that she truly does have the Phoenix Force, and I think that's still coming up. And I think they're at least going to give Generation Hope twelve issues before anything major happens. I mean, they're still assembling the team on issue three's coming out next month or this month. They're still assembling the team. They're still getting together. They need to get their vibe. They need to get a couple story arcs under their belt before they do anything to change the status quo that they're just setting up. It, it, it could be. And it was kind of a, a hard one. I uh, Don't I back it, out. Don't back out. You stick to your guns, man. I am sticking. These guns are stuck. <laughs> I just... Uh, it, was, it was hard. I could only really think of four characters that I thought were going to be big. And so I just threw Jean in for Because right. she's got to come back sometime. I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Who's your number four? My number four is Apocalypse. Ooh, doggy. Okay, now, I don't know much about the uh, Age of Apocalypse, but we're trying, we're doing something like that again, right? Age of X, and Apocalypse yep. is back as Uncanny X-Force. And not only that, but we saw Apocalypse in Avengers number, what was it, two or three or something like that? One and two. Okay, so we saw him, and we saw future characters of our present-day characters on the Avengers. 
And I don't think that was an accident. I think that if you look at Avengers 4 and you look at the timeline that they had there on the on the on the you know the DC chalkboard or whatever um, and you see all that apocalypse's name wasn't mentioned but we had him earlier and i think that that's going to tie together into this age of x i got to disagree okay I tell think, me tell me why well i think age of x has nothing to do with apocalypse or they would have called it age of apocalypse again you know and they would have promoted it that way and just seeing the promotion and some of the interviews around Uncanny X-Force, they've just talked about, well, in the second arc and the third arc, we're going to be doing this and stuff, and there's no mention of Apocalypse. So I'm, I kind of think the whole Apocalypse and Uncanny X-Force is going to be a letdown. Well, I am sad to hear that, but I guess... Well, then, what is Age of X? Is that Onslaught? No, Age of X is some stupid event that is going to be in X-Men Legacy and New Mutants. It just sounds awful. Those are the only two books it's going to be in? And it's going to have a bookend, Age of X Alpha. Well, I totally misunderstood the whole thing then. Yeah, I don't... I I think it had... That's a whole other topic. We can talk about that next episode. <laughs> okay. All right, write that down. We're going to I'm talk just going to get upset. <laughs> <laughs> don't get upset, Mayo. Oh, no. You know All how right. I am with my X-Men. <laughs> All right. Number three, Steve Rogers. Really? Uh, again? What? I said really again? Alright, dude. He's got a movie coming out. And I guess I could say Steve Rogers, Thor, and Tony Stark. But I just chose to pick one. <laughs> no, but I mean not Captain America? You think Steve Rogers? I think Steve Rogers because I think with the movie coming out and Steve Rogers being the Captain America, I think they're going to be doing something with that. And I think his role... I mean, he's got his own series uh, i think his role as as head of um the what what's the agency they're calling it now i don't think i i don't think they've named it yet all right well whatever that is shield hammer interpol yeah yeah yeah. i, I think that's gonna continue to i think they're they're just not gonna leave a character like steve rogers you know after killing him and bringing him back just leave him to be like a poor man's nick fury I thought that you were going to say because he's going to be Venom. Well, I already made that prediction earlier. I think that would be awesome, but I know that the bets are hedged against me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Um, See, I I would say that because he's got a movie coming out, I think Captain America has a movie coming out. And if you notice all the – almost, almost all the the limited series that are coming out with Captain America – have Steve Rogers in them. So that's going to be covering it, and they don't want to go against current continuity. I don't think they're going to take back the shield and give it back to them. So no. I think that they're covering all their their movie stuff with these limited series so that they can put the trades out like you were telling me. I mean, you totally convinced me last episode about the movies and stuff, or two episodes ago, whenever that was. Well, it's true, Andy. I wouldn't lie to you. No, I know. I'm sold. But, <laughs> but the... But the thing is, when people go and say, oh, Captain America's awesome, what are the current trades? They're not going to be looking for Brubaker stuff. They're going to be looking for Captain America, the Korvac saga, Captain America, out of yeah. Man Out of Time by Wade, you know? So, Or Captain America Patriot, which actually isn't Steve Rogers. And neither is Captain America Forever Allies. <laughs> Dude, Captain America Patriot, if you were not reading that, oh, give it a read. It, <laughs> do, I'm, I'm telling you, you laugh. 
And listeners out there, if you are not reading Captain America Patriot, pick it up. It is fantastic. It's a good read. It's a good, solid read. And it's got some... I mean, it's all about being a patriot and what patriotism means and how far you go. And uh, it's great. It's great. Uh, issue four just came out. I haven't read it yet, so I've read the first three. I gave them to my mother-in-law to read. I was like, these are great. Read them. Wow. You're up next, good sir. Okay, number three. I, 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 I said this last year, but I'm thinking maybe this year. <laughs> Black Bolt. Okay. So he was number eight last year, but he moved up to number three because, like like Jean Grey, it's only a matter of time. We saw on the Avengers board the King Returns or Return of the King, and I'm, I'm going to have to go with Black Bolt. Mm, that's a good one. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Because the, the, the next issue of Avengers with the Illuminati has Medusa in his place, but I don't know what Return of what King, you know? Black Bolt's a king. Well, that's what I mean. That's what yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It makes sense. I'm hoping. I like him. He doesn't talk that much, but I like him. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty silly. <laughs> All right. What's your number two? Number two, Scarlet Witch. Oh, yes. Well, wait. Okay. We're on issue three? Yes. So, and it's a nine-issue series, right? Right. And it comes out every other month. So, by this, this time next year, we should have finally wrapped up <laughs> this series. <laughs> All right, so you're thinking December 2011. Yes, cuz I've got one I've got that last month, you know. She'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> but is she a character to watch or is she just coming back? Well, I mean each I think each each uh book that we get every 2 months is is going to be good. <laughs> are you are you reading that series? Yes. Is it good? Well, I like it. I really, I've always liked Scarlet Witch a lot, and then to throw people like Magneto, Wolverine, Quicksilver, the Young Avengers in there, it makes for some good dynamics. And now you got Doctor Doom in it. Like what? Now I like the art. Don't get me wrong, oh, yeah. but but I think Heinberg, Alan Heinberg, the writer, is probably a, a six or seven on my list. But he's not, he's not the best, dude. I mean, he's a good writer, but the characters aren't compelling. No, they're not. I, I'll give you that. Definitely not. I think he's kind of one of those writers that they're just like, oh, you're Alan Heinberg. Whatever you write, we'll publish. But then the other thing, too, is I think that the Scarlet Witch was kind of a monster that they let get out of control. And they're like, well, we got to figure some way to bring it back. I think they should just leave her gone for a while. Longer. A while longer. She's been gone forever, dude. When she, has, she has not been gone longer than Jean Grey. Jean died a couple months before. I think Jean died like two or three months before Disassembled. Mm, I would have to look that up. I don't know. It seems longer than that. Because remember, Magneto came back and picked her up. And people were like, wait, Magneto's alive? Because he was really in Genosha. Oh, oh, House of M. House of M was... Excalibur issues 11, 12, and 13. And Excalibur started right after Gene died. So a year. A year. Disassembled happened a year after Gene died. <laughs> wow. That's some pretty quick calculating there. Well done. Good job, <laughs> I'm Mayo. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm glad my wife doesn't listen to this. <laughs> that Excalibur run was awful. I read it. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. It had Dark Beast in it, though, so that was good. Dark Beast? Sugar Man? Yeah, the girl with all the tentacles? Callisto? Sure. Why not? All right. And number who was the writer? Who? Claremont. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why it was that bad. All right. Number two, Kang. Oh. Yes? No? I didn't see that one coming. Fill but you agree, yeah? I don't know. I want you to tell me why. Okay. Look, I'm all about the, the thing about the architects. Okay. Marvel just released this kind of thing saying these guys are the architects of the, of the Marvel Universe right now. I think it was just a promotional thing. I don't think it was like, he, these are the best people in the world. I think it was just like, okay, these guys are planning the next steps of the Marvel Universe, and all the other writers are going to do good stories. But I think it was just to promote and get people excited about the upcoming uh, stories. Because last month we had re- uh, another record low of, um, yeah. of comic yeah. sales, right? So they're trying to get people excited about the new stuff and, you know, the change of the status quo. And they went a whole year without giant epic crossovers and everything. They had events. They had limited series events. But they, you know, and like I said before, they had a they have a good article on comicbook.com by Colin. I I apologize, Colin. I forget your last name. But Colin, somebody uh, from the UK did a good article on it. And um saying you know what might be coming up with these architects and um are they planning the event right under our noses uh, starting with captain america reborn number six and in his vision and then we see his vision tie into avengers number four on the timeline and obviously i sound like a broken record but i think this is happening and i think kang has a huge part of that and iron lad is coming back who turned out to be young kang right yeah yeah and um he had a lot to do with the maestro in that book. And I just think that Avengers, right now, even though it's not as strong a title as I'd like it to be, Avengers is really leading the pack as far as um, where Iron Man's going to go, where Thor's going to go, and where maybe not Captain America. That's been pretty good on its own. But I think when you have Fraction writing two out of the three and Bendis writing you know, two out of the three main Avengers... No, three three out of the four main Avengers books if you count Avengers Prime. I don't know. I think it's all going to tie together. That, that's why I wanted to hear what you said because you just brought up stuff I hadn't thought of. So that's what? a good choice. Well, I forgot about um, Iron Lad coming back. You know, I saw Kang's appearances, you know, in Avengers, but didn't think much of it, but now I do. I mean, for, for Bendis to... You know, Bendis doesn't write small, little, contained stuff. He, like, tries to elongate everything he can and so i could see i see like this as being seeds planted in avengers with kang because kang's not going to give up right and we we saw a clip of this in fantastic four also when i told you about this it it jumped ahead to the future and maestro was there Mm. so i think that they were planting the seeds early on i think you're right i think that's a good choice i did not think of all right you're number two sir no, we're on number one. Ooh, you're number one. Well, I mean, you're on one, two, three. Four. Yeah, I'm on number one. Well, no, because you had three. Oh, come on. And, I'm, okay. I'm on <laughs> number one. Number one, Dracula. What? Are you serious? I am dead serious. 
Okay, why? Why Joe, in the world? Joe Casada himself said the vampire stuff with the X-Men is small in comparison to what's going to happen in the Marvel Universe. Dracula is all, could also be the return of the king. If, if they're saying that this stuff with the vampires and the X-Men is small, I mean, it's pretty darn big in the X-Men universe. It, it's got its own title, a hundred different miniseries. Uh, another miniseries spawning out of it with Wolverine and Jubilee. Dude, it's as big as Shadowland. That's it. Okay, well, but if it's as big as Shadowland and they said that it's small compared to what's going to happen, that tells me that the, the vampires are coming for the rest of the Marvel Universe and it's going to be big time. That doesn't make... I. Uh... How does that not make sense? Joe Casada said it. Okay, all right, all right. Okay, it may make sense, but that that sounds awful to me. It sounds horrid, but I want to win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to choose. I want to be like number one character, Storm, you know. But it's well, just not going to happen. She might have a point. She might have a part too. They keep bringing her up. Hey, as long as all the Dracula stuff is is drawn by uh, Bacallo or Bacallo, I'm all for it. Oh, yeah, again, differing opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is it? Who is it? Ultron. Ultron. Because, I mean, if you got Kang and then you got the Ultron War, and let's be honest, I don't think any single person in this world besides Bendis understood what happened in Avengers number one through six. <laughs> Okay, I surely didn't. I haven't read any articles of people who have explained it. Everybody's like, oh, okay. When he turned it into editorial, they were like, oh, uh, you have a plan? Uh, all right, I'll go with it. I, <laughs> what happened? I don't even know what happened. All of a sudden, Ultron's like, yes, I will fight. I won't fight. Kang's involved. Maestro. Uh, here's some apocalypse. The horseman. Spider-Man looks new and he's a, in a, you know, a guy from, what do they call him? It's one of the horsemen. And then, uh, you know, we'll have the Ultron, Ultron War, and here's the, the Young Avengers, and the kids are all going to... Man, it's, something's going to be big with him, and I think it might be even bigger than Kang. I think you're probably right, man. All right, well, hopefully more right than last year. Maybe it will be Ultron versus Dracula. Versus Miracle Man. Yeah, and the Sentry. <laughs> <laughs> we could only hope. Oh, please no. Okay, well hey, we got more we got more predictions, right? That was our top five. Yeah, let's roll through these. Okay, all right. Most important character. Who do you got? Oh, I mean I just went with my number one, so I put Dracula. Okay, alright, that makes sense. Um I actually put most important I put my the big three, Thor Cap and Iron Man. Okay. I could see I guess how that wording is different. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. Alright, all most right. Im- most important book. Avengers. I had Avengers too. Yeah. Right on. All right. Biggest villain. Dracula. Okay. I put um, I put Apocalypse because I thought near term Age of X, but apparently I'm wrong. So, all right. <laughs> That's okay. Most unexpected cancellation. So the book that gets canceled that you were like, oh, I I I wouldn't expect that to get canceled. The normal average person or me? You. <laughs> oh well how did you how did, did the other way did you answer it the other way um i put black widow that's not unexpected come on oh, okay 
I mean, that, um, I would I would bet that that's going to be canceled. Yeah. Yeah, Black Widow, She Hulk. That's already a limited series. Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool that, Corpse. No, Deadpool we, team up. Okay, all right. Which one are you picking? Well, I went with Black Widow, but now that you say the question that way, I'm like, oh well, I guess you're right. Would I you? don't. I don't think both. I don't think Deadpool Corpse and Deadpool Team Up will make it to January 2012. No, but I, I think they had a poll online on Marvel.com. Which one do you vote to be? They said that was a joke. No, are you serious? They did. They said that was a joke. They were just making fun of the overexposure of Deadpool. No, they were doing market research. I'm sure just, of it. Why even, would they lie to us? Even, yeah, right. <laughs> even if it, even if it was a joke, they still collected the data. Yeah. I'm sorry. I bombed that one. I need to do some research before I make an astute answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I made you feel terrible. <laughs> well, what do you have? I had Deadpool. So Deadpool proper. Whoa, that's pretty big. Right, so it'd be unexpected. I really think that things are gonna decline so much. He's on, he's gonna be overexposed. He's on X Uncanny X Force number two, or you know Uncanny X Force. So I think Deadpool proper is gonna fizzle out. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna say Generation Hope. Okay, I'll take it. That's a good one. That's I'll a good that. one. Um, I think everybody's expecting Avengers Academy to fail. That's probably a really good one, too, so that's not so unexpected. Right, right. All right, underutilized character they will actually bring back. I'm going to go with uh, a cheat like Andy and say three characters. <laughs> I, th- I think Havoc, Polaris, and Marvel Girl are due to come back from space. You know what? That is a good answer. That's a good answer. Who do you have? Marvel Man. Oh. Miracle Man. Because I figure, okay, they did the reprints. They're probably going to bring them back. Yeah. And you know what? I, you know what I would love to see? I would love to see Miracle Man or Marvel Man. They're going to call him Marvel Man, let's be honest. I would love to see Marvel Man come in out of nowhere in the middle of a problem, like the, the Ultron War. At the end of this giant thing, Marvel Man come back and save the day, and everybody's like, holy cow, who is this guy? And then you start from there building a whole universe around him, like his characters, not a universe, but his character base, and then everybody has to react to him, and then how he fits in, and you have you have the next two years of the Marvel Universe lined out right there. Hmm, sounds like a story they did with a similar character a couple years ago. I don't think that that's true at all. Now all of a sudden Marvel Man is like, I've got this evil side to me. <laughs> 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 have you read my post on comicbook.com no didn't you just put it up today no i put it up well, i put it up yesterday oh you, well you gotta read it i think you would enjoy it i think you would like it i think it helps you understand the century a little bit more well mr kirby why don't you put that on our facebook page so i every- will i was i was blocked from facebook all day today and it was killing me mm. illegal downloads again I don't know. It was at the school. It was at the. It was at the thing. Oh, All right. Okay. Biggest writer for the upcoming year. I put Bendis. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so defeated. You're like, ah, why? I mean, he's just like Joe Casada's little boyfriend. I... 
That's so. It was so gross. What? Well, I mean, he's just like they. I understand that they, that they're friends and stuff, but it's almost like they see that neither can do any wrong. And I think when you have that sort of relationship, it really affects. It's not. It's not good in a writing relationship. Dude, are you? Are you? Okay, I can understand that. But if he keeps coming up with good ideas, then why would they not keep him? Because they're not executed well. But are they not executed well because of him or because of all the other tie-ins that everybody has to write around it? No, I mean, case in point, just like you said with Avengers 1 through 6, it probably was like, oh, don't worry, I'll make it fit together. Well, okay, you're you're Bendis, so i got to let you do what you want. That's kind of how it was. And... And I feel like, you know, you and I are really tight, but I'm smart enough to know that, you know, if we were involved, like, with our, our podcast and stuff, that if I think that you're making a really bad decision about where we're going in content or something, I can tell. I don't have to be like, oh, well, Andy's my really, really tight friend, so I just, whatever he says. <laughs> I, I hope so. So you, you know feel, what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. So, well... You know how we always hear, like, Jeff Loeb and Bendis are at each other's throats? Yeah. All right, so do you feel like Loeb is the one that stands up and says, you know what, this is bad, let's do this instead, and that's probably why they're at each other's throats? Well, what happened to Loeb? Well, he got... He's gone. Yeah, he got moved to the, the TV portion of it. Yep, so he has nothing to do... Well, but isn't Bendis helping out on Ultimate Spider-Man? Well, yeah, because it's his book. Yeah, so I mean, I guess they still are working together in that as that that respect. Yeah, but I would go ahead and say that Loeb has terrible ideas that are. Yeah. I mean, like they're not even executed badly; like they're just terrible ideas. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's whatever. All right, biggest artist. This was the toughest one for me. Yeah, I didn't put anything. I can't think of somebody that I feel like is going to just jump out. Well, I was thinking if they had another crossover or something, or they're actually planning this event, who would they pick? Like, who is a definitive artist that they would be like, okay, we're tapping you? David you Finch. Finch, you think? That's who I'll put. Because I, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I, I'm so ashamed that I can't remember. Who's the, who's the artist on the Children's Crusade? Is that... Chung? Jim Chung? Chung, Chung. Yes. Okay, I... Either him or McNiven. I think they would bring McNiven back. He did Civil War. Mm. I and like I, Like, I started thinking, well, maybe it's John Romita Jr., you know? Like, because right now he's on the Avengers title, and, uh, you know, if it's an Avengers-centric thing. But I think that his art is just not lifelike uh, enough for a giant crossover. Because we had Koipel, right? Yeah. And, he's awesome. Yeah, but they just used him. And then yeah. we had Lionel Yu, who was on Secret Invasion, which they just used him too. So I think that McNiven is coming around the batting order again. I think I, I could, I'd definitely be down for that. Yeah, he does a good job. It just depends who's writing the book. All right, last one, biggest letdown. What book or character, I guess, or story arc is going to be like? Yes, I can't. W- oh, this sucks. Age of X. From what you described, I would have to agree with you. Even just looking at the promo art, you can't even tell who the people are. If I can't tell who the people are, I don't want to read an alternate reality version of of them. You know? Yeah. Like there has to be some something a little like that's why Age of Apocalypse was so it was part of the reason. I mean, I knew who those people were, 
if they didn't look anything like my 616 people, it, they would just be other characters with similar powers. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I'm you're a right. visual guy. What about you? But it's so limited, though. I mean, if it's within two books, and are they really, are they really like going for it and publishing this a lot? Are they like publicizing it? I mean, well, the initial story was they said they wanted to get um, all the different X teams together from uh, from the past years, like X Force and Generation X and X Factor, and get them all together against the United Threat. I was like, dude. Sign me up, I'm there, you know? Right. But then it evolved into this. Like, what? <laughs> That's stupid. Go back. What do you have, man? What do you think is going to be the biggest letdown? Unfortunately, and this is the biggest letdown because I'm kind of excited about seeing Apocalypse back, but I'm going to have uh, to say Uncanny X-Force. Mm. I mean, after the seminal run of, of Kyle and Yost, I mean... You can't yeah. you can't do much better. That's true. It's true. It's like anything after Michael Jackson's Thriller, they're going to be good albums, but they're not Thriller. I totally understand what you mean. Dude, I have no idea. I can't relate to that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to connect it to the real world stuff. Oh, but, right. But you're right. right. That was uh, just an amazing run, and you could read it over and over all the time. So how do you compare to that? Right. It's like I guess you know the sequel to you know uh, you know Iron Man two. It was good, but it was not Iron Man. We'll have to see, and especially now if, if they're like, okay, well we're gonna take care of Apocalypse with our cracked squad of killers in six issues or less, and then we're gonna move on to bigger threats. Like what? What for real? What bigger? And there's threat? no power on that team. How are you gonna defeat Apocalypse? I don't know. That's yet to be seen. Well, Apocalypse is a kid. That's the only way. Whatever. Whatevs, yo. Whatevs. <laughs> All right, and now on to arguably the best part of the Marvel 616 Politics podcast. Your favorite of mine, number one in your hearts. Yeah. Take it away, Jared. The Tina Award. The Tina Award. Mm, what song was that? You know, that was just one of those, I'm trying to do my own song. Okay. Hey, that was good. Thank you. Well, maybe she'll like it and put it in her next song. Oh, well, I could... Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> hey, it does sound like her, right? It, it, no. All right. How many, how many you got, man? I got three. And you? I got four. Goodness gracious, you're going super overboard. All right, you go first. All right. First one is One of the Living. Okay, so we got Amazing Spider-Man 648, 649, Shadowland 5, and Daredevil 512. One of the living. It's obviously either Daredevil 512 or Shadowland number 5. What? Are you serious? I'm serious. One of the living. Dude. Is it Dr. Octopus? No. Is that a yes or no? No. I don't know. I give up. Phil Urich killing 
Hobgoblin, Joe Yurick is now one of the living goblins. Oh, that's a stretch, bro. No, no, there have been other goblins that have died. Norman's died. Um, this one has died. There's yeah, been another one of the living died. goblins. Okay, yeah, the... all right, you get that point. You, oh my gosh. you get that point. There's a group of goblins, and he's one of the living. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I am going to go. I'm saving my my hardest one for the second one. Okay, missing you. Missing you. Now, are we going with the way that Tina sings it? I ain't missing you. Or... I ain't missing you at all. Yeah. Are we? Now, um, you could go either way. You could actually go either way on this one. Well, we'll go with Shadowlands. Okay. As a saga. Uh, no. You're not missing it. You're happy it's done. Nope. Absolutely not. Next. Uh, Bullseye. No, but that's closer. Daredevil. <laughs> okay, what about him? That you're missing him. Okay, all right. This is it. Missing you. Everybody is missing Matt Murdock, but for a different reason. Foggy misses him because he wants to help him. Iron Fist uh, and Power Man uh, are missing him because they want to know his current mental state. That detective is missing him because he needs to arrest him. The whole town of Hell's Kitchen, I mean, the whole area, Hell's Kitchen, is missing him because they don't have a protector anymore. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. I deserve a point. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Give it to me. 24-7. No, give, no, give me my point. Oh, here's a point. Thank <laughs> you. All right. 24-7. 24-7. gonna go with Shadowland. No. Is that a no? No. Uh, okay. Peter has to be on his no. guard. No? Nope. Curse you. Dude, I can't give up two of them. Hey, winners I, find a way. What can I say? Winners find a way. <laughs> um... It's difficult to maintain your sociopathic stuff 24-7? Oh? Phil Urich? No, 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 no. Okay. Now you're stretching it. What is it? What is it? <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson as mayor of New York. Oh, it's a 24-7 job? Oh, my gosh. I, I just feel so bad for him. What was he thinking? He's like, I know. I got run out of my newspaper. I'll take on more responsibility. <laughs> I know. All right. Man, I'm sucking it up this time. Okay. Typical male. Typical male. See, if you didn't read some of them all that close... You may have a hard time with this. Yeah, because once I saw the uh, 
I'll go with Peter Parker in Spider Amazing Spider Man six forty nine. That's the right issue. Wrong character. Phil Urich. Yep. Why? Because he's acting like a typical male. How? He's acting macho. Okay. All right. Yeah. He's trying to impress Nora. Right. Yeah. Typical. Okay. Good job. You eat it, Andy. Oh. <laughs> it's on now, Mayo. It's on now. All right. Typical male. He's acting. He's trying to. He's trying to impress Nora by getting all this goblin stuff, and that's what got him in trouble. And he ended up committing murder because of um, a girl. Typical. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've committed yeah. murder. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't rush the good things. Spider-Man 648. No. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> all right. Six, I would say Spider-Man 648, don't put everything all in one issue. Spread it out. Don't rush the good things. Oh, that's a, that's really good. But no. But no. Uh, that's a really good guess, though. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the end of Shadowland? It was all rushed? Shadowland number five? Like that's how, the right how, issue. Like, how they killed Daredevil? No. You're in the right issue, though. Man, oh, man. Bullseye's Resurrection. Oh, uh, wait for it? Yeah. Wait for Cause, it? Because I think if we wait, it's going to be a much better, like, uh, have significance, as opposed to he dies in issue one, he's back in issue five. Good call on that. All right, last one for you. Till the right man comes along. Would that be Black Panther? Mm, good guess, but no. Is this the hard one? No, the middle one was the hard one. Oh, okay. I mean, would that be the new Hobgoblin? Nope. Good guess again. Has to do with Shadowland number five. Oh, Iron Man using his chi? Iron Fist using his chi, yeah. Nobody uh, I... could touch him until, well, the right man came along, and then it was easy. And he cheat him. All right, you get half a point for that. Well, I won. Well, I have one more. You had four chances. I had three. Dude, no, I have one more. I know. I have four Tina Awards. You had three, so my my chances were less than yours. No, they're not weighted. You have to pick the right number. What? <laughs> <laughs> you had more. Oh, my gosh. You had the option to make four points. I had the option to make three points. Wait, how many did you just give me? Three or four? I've already given you three. I have one more. Right. So let me finish. You're not understanding. All right. You're saying the percentage-wise, <laughs> you've already beat me. <laughs> I know. What I'm saying <laughs> is you had the opportunity to score four points. I had the opportunity to score three points. All right. So what's, either what's way, the score? you're going to win. Huh? What's the score? I have like 17. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I have 28. Okay. <laughs> All right, the last Tina Award is the best. This is like the hardest one ever. We've already been through this. (laughs) (laughs) 
You should be able to get this. I should be able to get this. Man, I am not working tonight. During our issue reviews, what did I flip out about? Oh, of- oh, okay. All right. Thank you for the hint. Let me spoon feed it to you. <laughs> the best. <laughs> it had an asterisk. Watch uh, the language. Amazing, <laughs> amazing Spider-Man number 648. Yes. It's the best issue in 10 years because it had an asterisk. Yes. Be whacker. Good job. Yes, yes, yes. Whew, man, that took a lot out of me. And I have, <laughs> and I have to pee. So... <laughs> <laughs> bro oh i yeah that was rough i didn't do well it was tough for both of us <laughs> tougher for you what a gracious <laughs> winner you are <laughs> all right once again this is marvel 616 politics we're gonna wrap this up was there anything else just uh we want to thank again dcb service uh for sponsoring our episode and you can find links to their site on our Facebook page and our official page, marvel616politics.com. Which, our third announcement for episode 25 is, it will be redesigned by the time this comes out and is almost completely done and it looks pretty sharp and it may need some tweaking on the JavaScript type stuff, but pretty much everything we do is on Facebook and uh, this is kind of just a landing page for you to come and, and see, look at our Twitters all in one place or our tweets uh, find out where the episode is, and then also you can look at any uh, news article that we find or deem important. And it's a little bit more organized than Facebook. So uh, that should be up soon. Visit our website, email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com, and follow us on Twitter at 616politics. Look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash marvel616politics. Give us a call. Uh, we love getting those voicemails, and, and that was great tonight. Um, at 616-755-TINA. Well, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Jared. And make yours Marvel 616 Politics. (laughs) 